to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 99 for the 13th of January, 2008. How are you doing, James? Welcome to 2009. I'm most excellent, thanks, Ian. I've uh, been back in the UK for 24 hours since leaving Las Vegas and just about nice. uh, kicking off very nicely. Thank you very much. How's, uh, how are we doing? This is On The Couch Podcast 99, I believe. It is, and we're, we're rounding up to the 100 mark, and it's... Uh, we're getting close, aren't we? Yep, so this is 99 for 2009, and um, shame we couldn't do it on the 9th of January, but um, <laughs> anyway. My birthday, that would have been close, wouldn't it? Oh, happy uh, birthday, James. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ian. Um, so we've got uh, so we've got loads to talk about. Not least of all, obviously CES, mm-hmm. and uh, not much to talk about MacWorld. But there we go. Yeah, Can't that's always true. Be Apple news about, and we'll try and talk about uh, what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology from the perspective of what's happening in business, what's happening technology-wise, uh, getting content, content delivery. Out there. Hopefully, yeah, bit of mobile, and you've got loads of gaming news. All right, so you've been at uh, you've been at CES for the last few days. Week, it seems, yeah. yeah. How did you find it? What um, was the kind of mood? Well, the mood was that it was not nearly as busy as it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know the taxi drivers were saying, "Oh, you know," they they were saying anything from a third to a half the amount of people. Obviously, the Consumer wow. Electronics Association was bigging it up and saying, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. You know, ten percent down, but we're going strong. Um, <laughs> Only ten percent down. Right, okay. <laughs> but the indicator was at the weekend. Uh-huh. Um, this weekend gone. You could you could get hotel rooms on the strip for fifty dollars a night. Oh my goodness! And normally, hotel rooms in anywhere in Vegas are yeah. at a premium and like sort of dodo droppings. Yeah, like, especially during CES, it's like impossible. Yeah, to book so, six months um, in advance. You know, and, and wow. there was certainly a lot of people, I guess, weren't there. Right, I imagine or. You know, if they weren't there, um, they were exhibiting sort of in hotel suites, not kind of part right. of CS, but adjacent to it. Try, so trying to save money uh-huh. if they were there. Um, well, that's a good point because if you yeah. need to, if you need to normally hire a big, uh, or reasonably big stand at CS, it might be cheaper to get some sort of uh, hotel suite and do it all from there and invite people exactly, along. Exactly, so. exactly. And I think a lot of people were doing that, um, and that you know, some people do that sort of under the auspices of CS, so they're in the. Um, Las Vegas Hilton in suites there, uh-huh. but then they're listed on the show program. But, right. Um, many customers. I mean, I was I was exhibiting with a couple of people, and uh, they both had hotel suites, mm-hmm. which weren't on the advertised list. So it was really kind of, I guess, people who know their customers. Yeah, that's right. If only um, you're inviting particular people you want to talk to, then that's going to work. Exactly. But you don't get any kind of walk-ins. But it's yeah. quite a different scenario. To you know, a lot of people at CES are there showing their widgets and wanting to mm-hmm. sell them. So uh, that's what mm. it's about. Um, so, was, was there any sort of particular businesses or technologies that uh, caught your eye while you were wandering around? Well, I mean, I went there expecting to see a lot of 3D TV kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and there was quite a lot. I mean, every, all of the major display manufacturers had 3D TV. All oh, right. Um, mm-hmm. I was particularly interested in sort of internet content being displayed on TV, mm-hmm. and so the big noise there was um, Yahoo widgets on your TV, which <laughs> I think is a bit lame, to be honest. <laughs> So that was the best but, news, right, okay. Well, you know, it's always been buy your 60-inch display and shrink down the screen to put widgets on it, um, mm. which doesn't really float my boat. Um, no. 
lots I've got in my hands. Everyone was giving away memory in some form or another. So, you know, the SanDisk and even the content providers. NBC had a big stand. All right. Um, and they were giving away micro SD cards. Oh, um, wow. That's which nice. Which you could download content to on from the kiosks mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, nice. I've got a funky Microsoft Surface there as well. Oh, how was that? Was that any, any well, good? they were kind of giving out these memory cards and you could chuck your memory card onto the Surface. Mm-hmm which would then recognize it. But I think it was really probably recognizing the packaging right. rather than any RFID stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it would say, you know, you've won a prize or something, <laughs> which I did. <laughs> cool. Excellent. But, uh, now, I, one of the things that surprised me is that lots of people there, and, and I mean, the general, if you're a large organization, typically Japanese organization for consumer electronics, you hire, um, you know, college girls to stand in front and give the demos. Uh-huh. And they probably, you know, they coach them really well and they do really good demos. Right. But you ask any question off the script and it's, I don't know. Mm. So it's quite a good way of disclosing information or not. Mm. Because so, they just don't know about it. So you have to, you know, almost be press and get a private interview with the people. All right, to find um, any real detail. No, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So, I mean, you can, sometimes there are people on the show floor which know something. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you've got to find the US rep or, um, depends if they've got labs or reps over here. Um, mm. So memory, what else was big? Uh, there's quite a lot of eco stuff there. You know, the green okay, technology. Low power. Low yeah, low power stuff. stuff on displays. Um, uh-huh. You know, there's some guy, I don't know if you saw in gadgets or anything, they were lamboo- lampooning or lambasting, I should say. This guy with a um, a charger, which basically you shook it up and down and it charged up your iPod. Really? So it was saying, ideal for watching porn on your iPod. Watch <laughs> it forever. Um, so that was quite amusing. Um, the big, uh, I went outside. It was actually quite the weather was quite nice, certainly compared to the crappy stuff that's been going on here in the UK. Mm. Um, and they had a thing called an LG Sky Charger from um, LG. Right. And like and is it a solar charger? A, yeah, it had a like a big teepee, I suppose, with solar panels and a and a little wind turbine on the top. Cool. And inside there were little lockers where you could put your mobile phone in. <laughs> and then, oh, okay, and, right. So you yeah, go so and get like your a, mobile phone charged up. Exactly, yeah. And cool. they had all the chargers for all the, all the different mobiles. It wasn't just LG ones. It mm-hmm. was kind of you know, iPhones, Blackberries, you know. Nice. And everybody had an iPhone there. I, I fitted in quite well. <laughs> so you were part of the, part of the right mean, crowd. Like, everybody had them. It was, it was unbelievable. <laughs> um, and of course, there were probably, you know, a thousand stands selling iPod cases or something. Mm, um, yeah. Uh, the world user needs another iPod and case and a, bit, another... There was a bit of user experience stuff as well. Uh-huh. Anything interesting? Um, the kind of, you know, minority report style. Oh, wow. Cool. You know, that was all, all the rage, quite a number of those around. Wow. Um, with various sort of cameras and mm-hmm. things like that. So they were quite funky, I suppose. Um, how useful they were in practice. I mean, great demos, but I'm mm. not sure. You, know, you do need a camera and, and obviously there's a PC at the back typically doing the processing. Doing all the hard work, yeah. Yeah, so a few interesting things there um mm. so you know i did a played a computer game driving a car with my just my hands like a where you put the hands together to slow down took them apart to um oh right okay to speed up and then you could steer just you know as if you were holding the virtual wheel oh wow that's pretty cool um i mean that'd take a fair amount of processing power to analyze those images and well, work out what's going on some of it yes i think but not mm-hmm. i mean we've talked before about you know the thumbs up and thumbs down kind mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. um so quite a lot of interesting bits and bobs there. Um, no, it was it was interesting. I mean, pretty full on, mind you. I mean, it did take me yeah. quite a while. <laughs> it's a very big it. show, isn't it? I mean, there's masses and masses of it. Yeah, yeah. Although not as big this year as it's been before. So, mm. you know. so uh, consumer electronics is alive and well. Is that what we're saying? 
Well, I don't think it's going away. Let's put it mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's, let's hold out. Um, what I guess sort of segueing, I suppose, into the business story about analog switch off in the US gets questions, and I've heard it's even got delayed. Mm. Um, there was hardly anybody selling set top boxes or putting set top boxes oh, up. Really? Let's see, yes, which suggests to me that, you know, mm. and I actually asked one of the, the manufacturers who makes a lot of the OEM boxes here in the UK market, and I said, uh-huh. well, why are you not showing any boxes? And he said, yeah. well, we're, we're getting out of it. It's just, just no margin. Yeah, I can imagine actually, because for 40 bucks or, you know, I mean, the, the voucher system, which gives you $40 off uh, uh, towards a box, uh, has meant that the price uh, is lent towards the $40 mark. Uh, yeah. So it means that uh, uh, at forty dollars or twenty pounds or whichever way you want to measure it, there's mm. there's no margin in that for yeah. So doing you've got to query the people who are selling those boxes and you know whether there's going to be any support for them. Yeah. Because um, so. mm. uh, I mean, we've had uh, President Elect Obama saying uh, we should delay the digital switch off in mm-hmm. the UK because uh, you know millions of Americans won't get television. Everyone's a bit depressed at the moment with the economic climate and uh, uh, they still have to go out and buy set-top boxes and they just don't need that kind of hassle right now. Well, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh, so, I, I think that's, and I think he's, I don't know if he's appointed a new chairman of the FCC or whether that's just a coincidental appointment. Yeah, there's a new chairman of the FCC. I can't remember his yeah, name. But I Kevin don't know, Martin but is but the again, it's just one. general delay. I think it's only a delay of like three or four months, I think. Yeah, there's uh, mm-hmm. legislation in front of Congress now for 90 days. Yeah, but I mean, this uh, has happened before. It happened with cable card and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's, there's another side to the to the story, I guess, that uh, there's a lot of people depending on this bandwidth. Um, you know, they've did, paid yeah. billions for it, and they're expecting to be able to start using it once it's all switched off. Well, I would imagine the US government is depending upon the revenue from the bandwidth <laughs> exactly. sale as well. So there's a, yeah. <laughs> there is a bit of a trade-off. Um, but, you know, nobody wants to get known as the, the president that switched off TV. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so they may well delay it 90 days, but they're certainly not going to uh, delay it much more. They can exactly. certainly do with that revenue right now. Um, also, I mean, let's just talk a little bit about Macworld. Did you, I did, I did oh, yeah. try and watch the keynote for Macworld. I um, didn't see the, Mac, uh, the actual keynote. I saw some, uh, some live blogging of it. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw... I mean, the first 20 minutes, I think, before the keynote went black. I don't know. I did it. Oh. I downloaded it as a podcast as well. So I don't know who's <laughs> monitoring their feeds. Oh, no good. Um, but there, there seem to be a few feature twists on the iLife applications, like face mm-hmm. recognition and stuff in iPhoto. But uh, yeah, that looked pretty cool. No new products, which no. was the, uh, the disappointment. Yeah. But so I guess, uh, you know, Steve not being there. Indeed. Meant that they. Uh, well, I don't know whether the, he wasn't there because there was no new products or... Uh, well, they said it's because he was still, he was, you know, in rehabilitation after his right. um, hormone imbalance had been diagnosed or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so no new particular products, but uh, I mean, I, I heard there was a, a bit of interest at CS about the, the new Palm phone. Yeah, the Palm Pre, yeah. Um, and... Uh, it was only announced, I think, on the last day or so. Right. Um, but seems to be a sort of a really nice kind of device. I did see another phone, which was, uh, it was a Glaswegian company, actually, which was mm-hmm. like a three-way thing that had a touch screen, a foldable keyboard, and mm, like cool. a Nintendo DS wipey screen as well. And, and it sort of mm-hmm. was made from three bits that all flopped together. Okay. But they, you know, it was like, well, what, it was just a bit of plastic they were showing. Is this real or what's going on? <laughs> but I wish them luck. Uh, right. 
Because um, uh, the, the theory was that um, Palm had actually managed to grab some of the people that helped work on the original iPhone oh, right. uh, from Apple, and that's why everyone's kind of a bit excited about the Pre because it has those those same guys who worked on the original okay. iPhone working on the on the Pre, uh, and uh, it gives you a bit of feedback into. Uh, a bit of a, a kind of insight into how Apple's working and that the, it seems that uh, Jobs now thinks that uh, the iPhone is just part of the, you know, the Mac kind of lineup of products now. It's not, you know, anything new and exciting. It's just part of what they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a bit of a Tiger team uh, that worked on the original iPhone. And uh, once that, uh, you know, the iPhone got launched, they basically disbanded the team and sent them into different areas of the, the company. Oh, right. uh, and so they, they're like, still uh, hungry for phone two or something. Yeah, so they wanted to keep working on something cool and new. Hmm, mm, interesting. Well, wait and see. I mean, it seems to have been well received by the press anyway. The Palm Pre certainly. It seems like more than the BlackBerry Storm, which seemed to be not particularly well received. No, I think everyone kind of went, "Oh, this could be cool, but maybe not." Sort of mm. thing. I think a lot of people like the Palm Trio, and they're a bit disappointed when they mm. sort of ducked out of that. So it's a new OS, I think, isn't it, on the Palm Pre as well? Yeah, Web OS or something. Yeah. Web um, something. I didn't see much Android in evidence at CES either, still on the topic, I suppose. Um, there were a few no. Android devices which weren't phones. But, oh, right. Um, That's interesting. But, uh, yeah, just... I, I would have thought there would have been a lot more mm. pitch about Android. Certainly, I mean, Google weren't there. Either, not that I could mm. see. Um, mm. It'll be interesting to see if they turn up at one of the, uh, the mobile shows along the way. Yes. Well, maybe the, the... I guess the open source movement needs to be there. It's weird. Um, technology stuff. We've got something here about really exciting open IPTV forum publishes first technical spec. Oh, well, this sounds very dry and unexciting, but it kind of, <laughs> it actually uh, struck a note for me because even this very day I was uh, uh, in the in the process of uh, helping out with a job interview. Right. As in I was interviewing and uh, we were talking about what was happening in the industry and uh, the merging between uh, IPTV markets and, uh, and cable standards and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, we kind of came to the conclusion that there really was no one way of delivering IPTV. There was no real standards as such in the same way that there's standards for US cable and standards for DVB and so on. Yeah. And uh, up pops this press release saying, hey, we've just published a whole bunch of standards for IPTV. Because uh, that's part of the challenge of delivering IPTV in that uh, you kind of talk to an operator and work out how they do it. Uh, yeah. And you need to fit in with their particular particular proprietary, generally, way of doing I it. Admit, I don't know much about it. I mean, does it, is there any info here? I can't see from the press release who's, who's leading or chairing it. No, and I don't, don't even really know who uh, the IPTV forum, who, who actually makes that up. I must uh, do a bit yeah, more. Yeah, in a pan industry, there's no mention of any company here at all. Mm, except no. Mr. Yun Chao Hu. Who presumably, what was his job? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's worth chair. checking out the website, doing a bit of research. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd probably think that someone like Microsoft would be in there, or well, I reckon, I reckon Microsoft who, wouldn't be in there because they have their own proprietary way of well, doing IPTV. Exactly. Why do they care about anything else? It is a common problem, and there's, I saw at CES quite a few different you know, internet protocols from various people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the problem is that they're they're not interoperable. It's very difficult for uh, manufacturers of one set of box exactly. to get it working on a different network. Yeah, and there's a bit of a difference between saying, oh, it's internet, you know, HTTP, TCP, IP. And, yeah, uh, and that's, but that's just the beginning of the problem, really. Yeah, when you've Whereas, got the, you know, the content discovery challenges and yeah, absolutely. security and all the things. And getting the, the guide data and mm. so on. Whereas from a, uh, from a, uh, you know, a cable perspective in the US now, mm-hmm. uh, as of 1st of July, um, many major...
major operators there have committed to getting OCAP out there. True two ways is now. Yeah, I saw quite a few true two way TVs at CES actually. Oh, that's cool. Because um, that means you've got a cable card in the back, and off you go. That's great. That's right. Yeah. So quite a bit of true two way action. Um, another, I guess, technology as we're on the topic. Um, I guess the most exciting thing I saw was probably this flexible OLED stuff. Oh yeah, more, that sounds really cool. So you could actually bend the display. Yeah, they had a kind of. It was a bit like a museum display case with a, a movie playing on a, an OLED, which was being flexed backwards and forwards. Oh, that's cool. But the OLED wasn't. You know, it was only kind of two inch diagonal, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Wasn't monstrous, but wasn't you know, big. Was, but that's a that's a good start, isn't it? That's cool. Yeah, and you're not allowed to take photographs. Like that <laughs> <laughs> anything that you're not allowed to take photographs, it was just in a very bl- dark area. Right. But, uh, it was quite bizarre. Eh? <laughs> um, that's cool, though, because, uh, you know, those, those sort of form factors are going to make a big difference in the future when we... Yeah, and I mean, that's what the bits they didn't like taking photographs of is kind of wristwatch-based things or mm-hmm. um, you know, a laptop where, in fact, when you opened it up, the entire thing was a screen. So, like, oh, right. know, imagine one of those, you know, netbooks or something. Right. If you opened it up, it was all a screen. Oh, that'd be cool. So you could turn the whole thing on its side to get a 16 by yeah, 9 nice. Because it would be quite um, nice, you know, if your iPhone... Could you know you could slide out a bigger screen to have a bigger view? Yeah, I mean they to. had quite a few of these Pico projector things as well. Any good? Mm, uh, not really. <laughs> if, <laughs> if the room is very dark, <laughs> the room's dark um, and you're very close to it, then you're very close <laughs> and you want something slightly bigger. I mean, I was, I was saw something. Some guy was projecting with a laptop, and I thought, well, the laptop screen is about <laughs> half the size of the thing you're projecting, and it's about you know a thousand Ten times, times as bright. bright. <laughs> so I don't yep. quite see the point. So, uh, but mm. I'm sure it'll get there. Um, I'm sure know, it will. Yeah. If they start using lasers, for instance, rather than LEDs, I think mm. it'll be... Uh, mm. You'll be well on the way. Yeah, that, that'll start happening. Mm. Um, content delivery. Um, now, this is a I, bit of a follow-up from uh, a story we had yeah. late last year uh, about TV.com, which uh, I don't think either, either of us realised was actually a place you could go and watch TV, surprisingly yes. enough. Not the, not the first thing we type into a browser. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and they had a major uh, site redesign last year, mm-hmm. but they've now announced that they've got new content partnerships with uh, Sony, MGM, PBS, Endemol USA, and that means they've got a 1,000 new TV episodes, which is a fair amount of content. Yeah, content. that's a lot. That's uh, at least five minutes, you know, a lot of hours, isn't it? Yeah, so they're, they're really trying to up the competition with people like Hulu and... I uh-huh. guess even YouTube, although YouTube's really a different type of market. Right. So then they've got about uh, 38,000 videos of 19,000 different shows uh, with everything from Dexter, Brotherhood, classics like Bewitched, The Addams Family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's quite cool. Um, I, saw, have you, you, I talked to you about Boxy before, didn't I? Mm. Um, now they've, I, I saw them at CS and they've um, just this week out with an iPlayer, BBC iPlayer widget, I think. Oh, right. So you can now watch BBC iPlayer on your Apple TV or on a, another boxy client. So oh, that's fantastic. Which actually makes the Apple TV somewhat more useful in the UK. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you can't just look at Hulu content, you can actually watch the iPlayer content. Well, wow, that's cool. So that was, a, and it is actually quite a good way, and it's a far better user interface than the one on the web, I must mm. say. Um, so I think that's a, that's a good thing. And I also saw um, Sony Sony have got their Bravia connected TVs. Okay, um, so what are they connected to? I mean, they presume they're connected to the internet, are they? 
Yeah, to the, to the internet, and they've got you know the cross media bar on a PlayStation Three. Did you get mm-hmm. one for Christmas? Did you buy yourself? No, I oh. failed to get a any display a, of any kind. New PS Three or even a new TV a projector would be better than your CRT. <laughs> um, Possibly, probably <laughs> <laughs> um, about as big. So this Sony thing has got the you know you know about the cross media bar though because you've played with that on your yeah, PS. Yes, of course, yeah. For you, so they've got cross media bar, and one of the items on there is video. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can go down and select video. Um, they have a TV guide on there from TV Guide. Um, oh, wow, so okay. on your true two-way TV, you can actually pull up a supplementary TV guide obtained wow. from the internet. Um, mm-hmm. And they had pay content from Amazon as well. So you could wow. buy HD videos from Amazon. And, See, and that's watch. really interesting because my theory has always been that you still need the aggregators. You still need, you know, the, like the cable companies and the, the uh, yeah, satellite th- providers so. to kind of um, pull the content together. But... Uh, you know, Sony are now going directly to the content providers. But they've still got the content providers kind of listed in the cross-media bar, so there's not just one you right. go to. You have to know the brand. So it's a bit, it'll get okay. to the stage where it's a bit like um, you know, the challenge we talked about before on iTunes, where mm. you know if it was listed by recording it, or record agency or whatever they call themselves, mm. I wouldn't know yep. which artist was with, ex- with, with what agency. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of gets to be the same. I don't know which independent production house happens to make the program I want to watch. Yeah, and you don't really care, to be honest. No, exactly. I don't really care, but yeah, they're likely to be listed Mm. by, you know, Sony Pictures and stuff like that. Mm So, you know, a navigational challenge, I suppose. Indeed, indeed. So moving on to uh, mobile. Mm. Uh, Apart from the Palm Pre stuff, which we've already talked about. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, we have some uh, interesting news from Vodafone. Right. Uh, who About um, Babelgum. I thought Babelgum was dead. Well, we all thought it was dead, um, but apparently it's back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Phoenix TV. Cool. And uh, I mean, the, 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 there was actually quite a few press articles about this particular deal. Uh-huh. Um, and I grabbed the uh, the most simple one that, that uh, tried to give it you know, the basic facts, but... Uh, Fundamentally, uh, it's it's using Vodafone's 3G network connection to enable people to have an access to some music, film, television highlight clips. So it's it's kind mm-hmm. of short form content, uh, small small videos, BBC comedy shows like The Office, um, which is a bit longer form, I guess. Uh, and initially, you can get it on a six month trial for contract customers who are getting data bundles for the N ninety six, N ninety five, and sixty two ten Nokia handsets. So uh, I mean, whilst the press release reads quite well, when you realise it's just um, it's just three particular handsets that can get it, you have to be on a particular contract. You have to be with Vodafone. It's not. Uh, yeah, it's not I mean, it's these, as, uh, the, the classic high-end Nokia things. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so uh, you know, Babelgum are obviously bigging it up, trying to talk about. <laughs> well, they need to say something because we, we thought they were dead, <laughs> and if <laughs> on the couch podcast thinks they're dead, well, pretty much game over, isn't it? Uh, Yep, that's it. So, uh, and oh, by the way, if anyone's got any feedback you want to send us, where do they send it in? Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Brilliant. We always like to get that, especially for the 100th episode. That'd be cool. Indeed. It'd be great to get some stuff in there. Um, are there have you got so, any new mobile apps on your phone? Anything exciting? Uh, well, I did get WaitBot, which um, you can record Weight your bot. weight in. That tells mm-hmm. you how fatty you are. It tells you uh, if you keep going at your current eating rate, how enormous you're going to be by the end of 2009. <laughs> So you can tell this is my New Year's resolution to do more exercise. <laughs> well, we all, I think, that, yeah, that's kind of everyone's really, isn't it? Um, getting mm-hmm. out of bed is the uh, hardest part. Um, that's right. I did download a game called uh, Rolando, 
Right. Uh, which is supposed to be the best game ever for the iPhone. And it was the most expensive thing I've ever bought for the iPhone. But I thought, hey, this is all in the purposes of research. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, um, do you remember Loco Roco oh, on yeah, the PSP? I, I thought it'd be like that, yeah. It's exactly like that, except he uses, um, in fact, I'm, I'm surprised Sony hasn't but sued someone over it you can actually tilt it, unlike the PSP one where you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you tilt it you and couldn't. you use your fingers to, to do stuff with it. It's actually a pretty cute game. It's uh, excellent. Yeah, the so well, what was that then? Nine ninety nine or something? Or yeah, five ninety nine pounds. Which wow. is, uh, I'm sure it'll be on special offer soon. There we go. Uh, yeah. I, um, I mean, I, I started playing it on the tube, and then realised that I must look very, very stupid yeah. for other people. <laughs> like, what's Did this you play your tongue out as well when you're sort of going? <laughs> well, I tend to do. Um, uh, do. You've got a, more stuff here on gaming as well. I say you, but. Um, you know, consumer electronics is down, but gaming is up. Is that the... Um yeah, well, uh, we have um, uh, Activision uh, uh, CEO Mike Griffith saying that, uh, you know, movies, recorded TV, uh, recorded music and TV, they're all stagnating or right. contracting, but uh, gaming is the future. Everyone will want gaming and the gaming is the new big media um, uh, compared with all these other things. I think it's quite interesting saying that, you know, people, Quantum of Solace is an example here. He's saying if you buy the game, you're going to spend 50 hours with James Bond. If you watch the movie, mm. you only spend an hour and a half. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in terms, of if, in terms of an advertising opportunity, 50 hours is much bigger than 106 mm. minutes. So, I, I uh, guess you, know, you only have to uh, see yes, like everyone who was everyone had a rock band or guitar hero thing on their stand as well. Or Wii's were still well, you know, abounding. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is that. Uh, I think it's Guitar Hero. Uh, Guitar, yeah, I think it must be Guitar Hero. It's the first game to ever reach the $1 billion worth of sales. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mark, uh, which is quite significant because uh, it's only things like uh, Titanic or um, uh, Phantom of the Opera, you know, in terms of other media that have ever been able to get up to the kind of billion dollars worth of sale. Uh, yeah, realm. so I'm a, this is very true. And, and even, I mean, there's such a following. You, uh, CS, I even saw... Um, guitar hero you know proper les paul guitars like full-size heavyweight wooden oh, guitars right. with guitar hero right. kind of um uh-huh. you could plug them into guitar hero <laughs> oh, wow they'd be like pro guitar hero <laughs> it's kind of like life meets art meets life yeah meets. a bit weird <laughs> it's weird to see plastic buttons on the end of a real guitar but uh, <laughs> that's bizarre it is a bit weirdo uh, um, and but at the same time you've got uh, game who are a uh, uh, gaming retailer in uh, in the UK saying that 12% they've got a 12% drop in like-for-like sales over Christmas between this year and last year so uh, whilst gaming might still be doing pretty well it's uh, it's certainly a discretionary spend and, and certainly people yeah. are considering seriously about how they stores. you know I was speaking to um, some game developers once about they do mm-hmm. they resell games alright so you think if you're reselling a second-hand game in those stores uh-huh. You know, the game publisher gets nothing, presumably. Absolutely nothing, yep. So. That's, uh, that's hard for the publishers. I guess they have to, uh, I mean, in talking to one of my friends who used to work at Sony, it's kind of like the first first two weeks are critical for a game, and then after that it's, uh, game it's all over. over. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> game over. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, no, I think, I mean, I, I certainly bought um, more games than movies and stuff over Christmas, that's for sure. Do you get any, any interesting games or have you still not had a chance to play with them since uh, uh, I, I CS got uh, Oblivion, uh-huh. which just seems to be like a you know dungeon kind of thing. Um, right. And uh, Unreal Tournament. 
Oh yeah, that's supposed to be good. She's quite on oh, these are all for the PS3, so they're they're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And Mario Kart as well. Ah, uh, yeah, I've been meaning to get that one. Uh, it is quite fun actually. But uh, apparently if you're into Mario Kart, it's just the same, so it's pretty much the same game but on the Wii as opposed on the to Wii. you know the right. um any other Mario. So you have to if you, mm-hmm. you have to be a bit of a Mario fan, which I'm not, but it's an interesting um playing paradigm, a bit like the Mm. You know, the one I was talking about before where you just use your gestures but you do actually hold the uh, mm. and it's, it's very simple it's very simple but equally I can't do it so <laughs> <laughs> okay. easy learn difficult to master exactly exactly um, need the reflexes of a cobra I mean, <laughs> um, other wacky well, stuff uh, have you did you get any gadgets for Christmas anything uh, no no gadgets for Christmas it was um it's a holiday Christmas time for me, so I was hanging out in uh, ancient Egypt. So it was a kind of back 5,000 years as opposed to looking into the future you, for me. Did you marvel at any Egyptian technology? Uh, they did do some amazing things considering that they didn't have modern building things. Yeah. And were you impressed by the size of the pyramids? Or? Um, I thought they'd be bigger, be bigger for some reason. <laughs> you thought but, they were a bit small. Oh, they're a bit small. It's like, mm, okay. And the Sphinx is definitely a letdown. You kind of go, is that it? It should be a lot bigger than that. But, uh, <laughs> the one in Vegas is bigger, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, prob- the Luxor <laughs> Pyramid is the same the size. Luxor is probably, in fact, bigger, but uh, <laughs> it's how they were able to do it at the time, I think. That's the, yeah, that's uh, bizarre, the interesting bit. Bizarre thing, isn't it? Hmm. Any other weird stories from you, James? Um, no, I think, I mean, there's no, I, I didn't, uh, there were a few weird things at CES, but... Um, Mm-hmm. You'd expect that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you kind of would. <laughs> it just wouldn't be CES with a few crazy control, people. There were a few mind control things where you have to sort of Ooh, put this headset on. And it, but I think it's more one of these kind of assessing how relaxed you are or whatever. Uh, okay. Um, but you could move things around. There was like a uh, an air-powered ball, kind of, you know, a, a thing that would direct stream oh, yeah. and you had to get the ball to go through hoops and things like this by thinking about it. Hmm. And there was some other guy who was trying to sell tapes which would do, you know, CD tracks that would make you be more alert or more sleepy or whatever. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> you don't want to listen to the alert one straight after the sleep. Well, exactly. I was saying, let me have a listen. And I went, this sounds like good music to me, you know. I don't know quite know what's going on. Oh, no, but it's subacoustic, man. All oh, right, okay. All I weird. see. Um, <laughs> oh, no, this other thing is Seal. Um, mm-hmm which was a seal kind of robot to go into Japanese ho- uh, Japanese um, it's old people's homes and things like that, which you could pet the seal. Right. And it had, it was basically a robot, so it would react to people. Okay. So it was like a cuddly seal. But the weird thing was to charge it up, you had to stick this dummy in its mouth. <laughs> and it was like a Dega pink dummy stuck into this seal's mouth. And if you pulled it out, it didn't really like it. <laughs> And it was, I mean, it just looks like a, you know, one of these white Canadian club seals, most right. odd. Uh-huh. But I did pet it, but it didn't Is like, it? if you grabbed its flipper and gave it a tug, it was going, <laughs> made the funny noises. So apologies Nothing quite my, like a uh, robot seal, I always say. But, uh, there we go. <laughs> so there wasn't any other kind of uh, robot army type action at um, CES? There were a few roboty things, but, you know, just once you've, you know, the Roombas and the, the uh, kind mm. of things that cut the grass and mm-hmm. stuff like that but nothing particularly nothing deadly so. robots I didn't see any you know ones with guns <laughs> or anything <laughs> oh it's a bit boring <laughs> well I guess that kind of wraps us up for episode 99 indeedy uh, so, so it's been a bit of a break since the last one we'll endeavour to 
to get one going. I'm um, hopefully trying to get one in next week, although I am off to visit the gadget mecca haven of Akihabara next week. So wow. hopefully uh, I'm off to do that next week. So hopefully we'll speak either before or if not after that, so I can give you an update Indeed. on what's hot in Japan. Fantastic. And I uh, look forward to talking to you in episode 100. Indeed. So get your questions over, any top bits and... Uh, Yep, any feedback, anything at all, any comments, feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Yeah, we look forward to chatting to you then. Goodbye from me, James. And goodbye from Ian. Cheers. Bye.